0: Welcome to the Motorsport Coaching Podcast, sponsored by Motivate Training and Management. This is a podcast where we talk to drivers and industry experts to help you maximise your performances on and off the track. Let's get started with today's show. Well, hi, Jarrah, and welcome to the Motorsport Coaching Podcast.
1: Thank you. Good to be chatting with you.
0: Yes, so tell us a little about yourself um, and how did you get into your current role?
1: Um, I am 33. Um, I'm by trade, I'd say I'm a sports scientist. Um, I have originally got into that, this sort of area by uh, when I was younger, I used to be on the Australian mountain bike team and quite competitive and raced overseas and, and those sorts of things. Um, and I was really, really enjoyed the actual training side of things like the strength and conditioning and race preparation and, um, nutrition and, and those types of anything that could get you a little, you know, edge in performance and, and those things. I, I always, I just enjoyed it. And, um, after I, I finished with my, sort, really finished up, came back from overseas racing with my bike and still did a little bit of national racing here. I was like, what, what's what's you know what's my career going to be um and from that I decided to go and do a degree in sports science Mm -hmm. um and did my sports science degree and was doing a bit of sort of strength and conditioning training some mountain bikers who were sort of friends and um in in my sort of group I suppose um finished the degree then did a master's um, and during that time, I sort of, I suppose, worked my way through the ranks and ended up being a director of high performance for a sports team and working, managing their athletes and um, from a, a strength and conditioning point and race day point and, and those things. And that's how, I think it was about seven, six, seven years ago, and that's how I kind of got into um, supplements and uh, trying to get, you know, those little, that little extra edge or helping out an athlete with just a little bit of um with supplements and one of my athletes actually at the time he said uh why don't you make your own because there was so much one so much crap out there there was a lot of trouble with um contamination and banned substance in australia at that time um still is now actually and they would uh, or i ended up um he really ended up convincing me to start blending and formulating my own j- just for my athletes it was never for sale yeah um, so that was that was the first thing I thought, okay, if I can research and find out what I think's the best at that time was the best three products so the best hydration recovery, and sort of a, a pre training pre race product um, i 'd do it and I ended up doing about oh, six months of research, quite a bit of testing with the athletes and uh, it was working really well. All it was was, was just black tubs and um, i 'd formulate the product it was just for my athletes and uh, then I got started to get phone calls from animals. Mind you, it was all third party tested. So no banned <laughs> substances, obviously, because we're under underwater and asada. And the funnily enough that the rules for a sports scientist or a coach, um, if you get caught or you give a product to an athlete that gets banned or, or, or can t- um, turns a positive test, you pretty much just straight away will get a life ban where the athlete may get two to four years, you'll get life, um, for any Olympic or sport. So I really, was really, really concerned about that. And um, so all the ended up sourcing all the really best high-quality ingredients from places like Japan and America and New Zealand, nothing from India or China, um, which a lot of it does sort of, sort of can be sourced from. And uh, then I started to get phone calls from sports scientists and strength and conditioning coaches and other athletes saying, oh, so, I heard so-and-so was using a product that you give them, one of your athletes, is there any chance I can buy it off you? <laughs> And I was like, at the time, I was like, nah, no, nah, I don't think so. Uh, it was just black tubs, no kind of labels. Um, the athletes had a printout on what was in it and how to use them. And uh, and then eventually, I'd get a few more calls and I, and the same athlete told me, that told me you know, I should start it said, just make a crappy website and put it online with poor labels. And I had these shocking labels and ended up doing it and put it on the website and it slowly, slowly grew and, um, into an almost like an accidental company, an accidental business, and uh, then I got involved in the bit, still doing the training and um, working with the athletes side of things. But uh, that this, the supplement company just grew and grew, and um, I ended up meeting a few people from uh, who owned a few different gyms and, and, and gym type franchises, and realised that there was a people wanted really high quality products that athletes were using, even though they were doing things like um, CrossFit or F45 and they weren't competitive in like a a world championship level, but they were competitive either with themselves or with their mates. And um, I gave them samples and they loved it. And then I've slowly grew more and more stockists and online sales. And that's, that's kind of where I am today. Um, Yeah, it's, it's become (laughs) Uh, a business when I didn't think it was going to be a business. So
0: so it's a side hustle that um, grew and grew into the business it is today. Um, It's a great story. Uh, It's fantastic that you had lots of referrals uh, to start off on the process. So let's talk about the three products that you have now. Um, The first one being hydration and Mm -hmm. um, I guess, Give people a little bit of more of an insight, um, like what is a supplement and, and what are the benefits of a supplement, sorry, and then we'll go into the three products.
1: Yeah, sure, sure. So first and foremost, I'm extremely um, uh, avid in telling people that supplements are literally the la- or pretty much the last thing that you should be considering if you're an athlete. Be considering as an athlete. Get everything, get all your ducks in a row. Uh, get your training and your new, you know your real food and all those things there and the, and your recovery your sleep those things that's what's most important. Supplements are the extra three to five percent that you can get out of them on race day or over you by using them by recovering with them or something um, over a period of time. Uh, so I don't go out and say. I mean, you look at so many different marketing things on other companies and they say you know all natural, but they'll also say you know which is well, every you know all natural, I could go on about forever what really is all natural what isn't all natural with supplements on the market, but they'll say that you know two hundred percent gain in strength and muscle mass or some load of crap like that, and it's not the case it it is just small advantages that you can get um from the research that is available uh, with these supplements so uh I'm really avid in saying that, and people sort of Oh, they're like, oh, I thought you'd be saying they'd make a really, really huge difference. I so said the small, the, the best ingredients and the best products do make a good little difference, which really does help, but I'm um, having it in saying get everything else in line first, the big things, the training properly and the sleep and the diet. Um, yeah, so that's in the, in the realm of those sort of uh, in, in supplements and, and athletes and people going to the gym and training, I think that's probably the most important thing to consider.
0: Yeah, fantastic. And do you think there's um, a specific age that they should be or not be to take supplements?
1: Um, so the, I think it's. I'm not sure it's, if it's for Zance, the sports, um, sports foods in New Zealand, or if it's the third Pretty Goods Australia. Uh, they put an age on on the products, which is I think it's 16 for protein and or maybe 15 for protein and maybe 18 for other things. Um, my opinion is again look that it, it's i just I go with what they say because that's the letter of the law um but again, get there, especially if they're younger athletes, really get the 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 best part of training and the things that are really going to get you the most results uh get them organized and and ticked off. Before you look into supplements, and really consult with somebody, especially young athletes, really consult with somebody before you ta- start. They start looking into it because when they're influ- very influ- influenced by marketing and social media with supplements, it's it's very easy for them to go down the wrong road um, and without knowing, turn positive test because they've got a. Uh, there's a stimulant that has been banned and, you know, suddenly they're 18 years of age or 16 years of age or something, they've taken a stimulant they didn't know was in the product and they're two to four years banned on their sport and forever marred. So forever people will see them as taking a banned substance and, you know, essentially cheating even if they didn't mean it.
0: Yeah. And, Jerry, you mentioned they should consult with somebody regarding this. Who do you recommend is the best person, <laughs> athlete, to seek?
1: Well, Definitely, um, nutritionists and dietitians that have good experience in the area. Um, there's some nutritionists, dietitians that actually don't know much about supplements, um, but ones that do uh, or can find the sort of good evidence uh, around different products. I think they're certainly the first point of call. Um, I would say, I'd certainly say me. And like anyone, can pick the phone up and give me a ring and chat. And or send me an email and ask me some questions on what I think or and give me some feedback on their experiences and things like that I'm really happy to help but I'm very aware that I also own the company and that people can say well of course he's going to be biased because he sells the stuff um, which I, can, I totally understand but I say I also say that my own athletes that I do I train and everything like that um, myself they get my products off me and I don't want anything but the very best for them. I would I could not handle uh making a poor product or something that wasn't the very, very best and saying to one of my athletes, here you go, take this, this is the best on the market. You can't do better than that. If it wasn't like that, I couldn't give it to them. And I wouldn't. Um, because they are my, you know, that they are where I started. I'm really passionate about them being able to achieve everything that they can in their short sporting career. Um, yeah.
0: Um, and so apart from the age and the, the who they should go to, when do you recommend someone to look into getting a supplement if they're the right age? And-
1: um, well, look, I, all athletes, I, I, one, I did a, um, a seminar a while ago um, and in the room I, I said, well, everyone put your hand up if you've ever stuck to a diet, your athletic sporting diet or whatever it was, um, <laughs> nutrition for more than two months, I think I said. Right, no one put their hand up.
0: No, right. So
1: <laughs> then, they're definitely for that sort of thing. They're definitely is if you've got holes in it, you can, in your in your nutrition, you can fill with different things like protein and different type supplements to boost them up. Yep. Um. And then there, if you're looking for that small advantage of say, you can get from uh, what's a, a really well known a really well known ingredient is beta alanine. You can get small advantages in your um, power and endurance from that product um so it's looking into products that like that if you want to get that extra few three four percent gain in performance and in training over time and then in racing um then i think it's a good it it does it is important and um it certainly has a a a part in, in training and competition for people
0: Great. So thanks for that information. Now, well, let's go back to your actual three fantastic products that you have. So you mentioned the first one was around hydration. Um, tell yep. us about, um, what's in it, the benefits of it, when it should be taken.
1: Um, so it's called HydroCharge. Um, and I, the main uh, – what, what's on the, on the market at the moment, or what well, there was on the market um, before I decided to make HydroCharge, essentially sugar drinks, really, with a bit of salt. Which is, you know, I'm not completely saying that's not the um, uh, that's totally bad. That'll have its place because you know you need to replace electrolytes and and, you know have carbs and sugars sugars and that sort of thing to uh, replace and compete with. Um, uh, I sort of I build them all off different things. So there's in the hydration products. Okay, what do they need? They'll need carbohydrates. Um, obviously getting their, the liquid in with the product. Um, they're electrolytes, but I tend to go a, a little low, a, a different ratio of types of electrolytes mm. that I have in the product because one huge feedback that I get from everyone from pretty, pretty much that take these products or types of products is diarrhea and stomach mm. upset. Mm. And the last thing, so for a supercar guy, you get a product, get the hydration product, like, yes, I'll use this. And they're out in the race and they're in their race suit. Last thing they want is diarrhea. Of course. And, <laughs> and, and stomach up, stomach upset. So even if they don't get diarrhea, they get stomach upset. And that's going to take a ton of energy and focus away from whatever you're doing. Same with, you know, imagine being on a road ride, motocross rider, cyc- road cyclist, mountain bike, all those things, any sport. You don't want any stomach upset. One, because of the energy it takes away from the sport you're doing too, because obviously diarrhea is going to be pretty uncomfortable and they're already nervous as it is competing or, um, so I tweaked that a lot, um, to, to make sure that we had no stomach upset at all. Um, there's a, I also put in, which most products don't put in, put in uh branched chain amino acids in there, um, and that is, it's not going to make a world-changing difference, but it makes, again, that small little difference when they're not getting enough food on race day or, or whatever's happening to help them keep going through that uh, endurance competitive things. And I've had quite a few Ironmen, complete like the Hawaiian Ironman and stuff like that, that have got back to me and said, man, this we've trained with this product and we have, it's fantastic. It's the best hydration one. Um, that we've used, which is awesome. Um, I also use another type of amino acid. Um, it's, it's very expensive and um, unfortunately, or it's <laughs> called Sustamine. And there's a few pro- research projects out there that say that using the dosage of Sustamine uh, does help hydration and endurance um, performance when taken, uh, taken before and during. And it's interesting. So if you look at the papers and the research on Sustamine, um, and this is throughout the industry this thing ha- this type of thing happens is that let's say the dosage the cl- the dosage that they found that worked the best was one and a half grams or, or, or around that what other companies or most companies will do is they'll go oh sweet that's great they 'll buy it and they 'll put i think the highest dose of sustamine i'd seen was two hundred fifty milligrams or maybe 300 milligrams when the real dose should be be one point five grams wow. and they pet and they pepper it in and then they 'd advertise like crazy oh we use this and they quote everything and say how great it is when really they're using a 10th or something of the actual dose that was used to create or um, study the product. Um, and that's, that's industry, industry wide. It's a great way to make money because you can put the tiniest amount in, maybe 1% in, and you can still say that it's in there. Yeah. And the the normal per, you know, person on the street or the triathlete that does, you know, the Gatorade triathlon series or something like that, that's um, competitive with their mates, but that they don't, I don't have a, a nutrition degree or, or know really what's the real dosage of it. What should it be? Yeah. Um, and that's, that's how I sort of came together with that product originally. And the last thing I ever do is flavor things um, because the, I want the dosage and everything to be perfect. I don't care about the flavor. You're an athlete. You get it, you get it down and suck it up. Yeah. But that was my original sort of view. Hydration's a bit different because you're taking it on the bike and you want something that tastes nice. But I spoke to a, a dietitian. She was telling me about a study that my, when um, it was on triathletes and when during after I think 45 minutes of fairly intense racing or uh, um, training, their taste buds were really sensitive to sweet and they hated sweet things and all the hydration drinks and from feedback I got, they say it's great generally, but when they're competing, it's just too sweet. And so I put it down to maybe linking those studies to their feedback. So I make my, then made my hydration drink quite light tasting. So when people taste it originally, they're kind of like, oh, that's a bit watery, it's not great. But when they're on doing hard sessions – Um, that they really like it because it's you know it's not too sweet, and so anyway, little things like that all those things I try and tick those little boxes to make athletes as and people who are using the product as as happy as possible. Um, and that's how the sort of that hydration product came about. So, how to use it, Um, some people like to use it the day before competition, so uh, the. Uh, I suppose they call it hyperhydration, Um, and one to two scoops usually the day before competition. And then um, my like guys like my motocross racers and my mountain bikers will take uh, have it in a bottle before training and sorry before competition, and then they'll have it throughout their training depending on their weight. Um, And we you know we'll work out how much calories they're burning and what food they're eating and things, and how much they may or may not need of the product. Um, But as a general rule, once one to two scoops almost does everybody through their competition in, unless it's something like an ultra endurance event.
0: Yeah. I was about to ask. So for those, I guess, um, in motorsport may have like three short races um, on yep. one day or they may have an endurance event um, you know, that's a few hours. How yep. is it easy to recognize how many scoops you should have and, and how often? Is it something that you're just sitting throughout the day?
1: Yep. So some guys like to be really technical about it. Um, other guys really hate to be technical about it. They like to just scoop it in and just have, just use it. Um, the ones that are, yeah, a lot of us will get on the scales and see how much they've lost and do, you know, P tests and those sorts of things um, during those, you know, like the, the longer races um, or even the shorter races. Um, and you usually if they're doing that, they've got someone doing it for them as in they'll have a trainer or a dietitian or someone like that that will be covering that. So then it's quite—it's really easy for them because they just get told. Yeah. Um, and once they know what they're eating and uh, what they're losing during when they're in the car, um, depending on obviously how hot it. If they're, you know, a lot of the time the cool suits will fail, and then that will make a huge difference. Um, I one guy last year, I remember saying, so I can't remember who it was. He got He was um, almost. Would- yeah, Reynolds, that was it. Him. Bathurst. Um I I I was watching that and I had in my brain exactly what I would be recommending doing in that time. And I spoke to a lot of people and like I've it's sort of like a tool in your tool belt and I'm like, I I think I know what this guy really needs to not have that problem.
0: Yeah, don't you scream at the T V like I was? <laughs> sorry? Were you screaming at the
1: TV? like? Oh, on? yeah. Yeah, I certainly was. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, like I've never, I don't know who he is. I've never met him or anything like that. Um, but I was like, there's a, this could be fixed. Like this is a not, a, a not this shouldn't ha- really, most likely shouldn't happen. Um, and okay. uh, I think they chucked him, oh, I can't remember. Like there's a lot of things you can do. Like, as I say, tools in your tool belt to stop that happening if it does happen to sort of fix it a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so it, uh, very interesting, actually. Very interesting to watch that.
0: <laughs> but it
1: just goes to show how cooked you can get in a car if things like your cool suit stops. Yep. Um, and that does make a big difference. You need a, a strategy nutritionally um, and hydration. You need a strategy for that.
0: Yeah, and, of course, not all our listeners are racing V8s. And so they're... No, yes, of course. ...cars like Hyundai XLs and yep. um, support categories as race cars and they don't necessarily have a cool suit. So yeah. So wanting some strategies around that hydration, I guess it's the same sort of principle if
1: you don't have a cool suit? Yep. Um, so if it's say say if it's in Darwin or something like that, um, or somewhere it's really hot. Um, a lot of things that they've been doing, like at the AIS, they've been doing that doing things like this for a long time, is actually using their um, hydration drink, but using it in a slushy, frozen, so drinking it frozen, so getting that cool, core body temperature as cold as possible before they get in the car. Um, but also having the hydration as cold as possible within the car, in your drink, um, and uh, have, using something like HydroCharge or exactly like HydroCharge, as I, of course I'd recommend, <laughs> um, having that in your bottle and, and your knowing how, kind of knowing how much you're drinking and, and your, your duration and those sorts of things. And simple testing, like if they go and do a car test or something like that or test during racing, they can get a really good gauge on what's working. Um, and what's not working uh, I also like to have if things are sort of it's, as I said tools in your tool belt type thing if shit hits the fan having things like caffeine ready to go don't use it before the race um, have it as like you know, you know if, you, if you're getting a period in you're making a lot of mistakes you're feeling fatigued um, have caffeine there's these, actually these things called Revies um, they're not tableted so like melts in your mouth strip and another that's another company that I have not, I don't have anything to do with but uh, a lot of my, almost all my athletes have them on hand just in case something like they're fatigued or they don't know why they can't get up. And it has a caffeine like that has a fantastic, when you're down, has a fantastic psychological benefit, mm-hmm. you know, cause you start feeling stimulated and you think it's working. And even though it might not make a performance advantage, if you think it and feel it, that it's working, there's a psychological advantage there and you're going to be happier and compete better. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, for those guys, I think all those little strategies are really good ideas.
0: Okay. Fantastic. I'll grab that link of that product review really afterwards and I'll have it in today's show notes.
1: Yeah. Pat, um, fantastic.
0: And also I'm not sure if you're aware, Dara, but I know previous episode on the motorsport coaching podcast, I think about episode Three or four. We mm. spoke to Justin Holland um, from the University in Queensland, who did a whole study on hydration in motorsports. Oh, cool! I'll, I'll put a link to that as well. And he was going through like sweat testing. Um, again, it's more around the V8. Um, yeah. Also, it just gives uh, some further insight into what you're actually explaining today. So, thanks. Yeah, more.
1: yeah, yeah! Fantastic.
0: Now that we've hydrated, we've raced. We've yep. won or we haven't won, we've competed well. Um, what's our stage two in our supplements?
1: Um, so, the, the next thing, well, the, the, and this is the first product I made was the recovery product. Um, so, it's a really what's called a high Dalton level. Uh, I won't get into what a high Dalton level is, but basically, it's a high Dalton level uh, hydrolyzed whey protein. Um, it's the highest quality. Uh, highest, lo- like leucine, which is a really important muscle recovery um, uh, amino acid uh, product or protein, and um, I have a few little other bits and pieces in there that really help aid with recovery. And another part of this, using this hydrolyzed whey protein that I use, is going back to digestion and stomach issues. So many guys use a whey protein or something else, and they're getting as bodybuilders call them protein farts and upset stomach and stomach pains and things like that and um it, it, that i think that hinders d- performance yeah Well, i know that hinders performance um or, or may you, if you if it's if it's not if something is not agreeing with you it's going to be taking energy out of you um to to deal with it in the system and so that's why i went with the hydrolyzed whey protein there's also um some studies that will say uh, that if you look, I think, well, I can't remember, what was it? Um, there was six, eight, 12, and 14 hours, I um, maybe it 8 14, up to 24 hours, and they are testing, um, basically testing muscle recovery, comparing a hydrolyzed whey protein to um, uh, different other types of protein. And, for the athlete that is training regularly, the hydrolyzed whey protein is better because it gets into the system faster and they seemed to have a fast recovery at your six, eight and 12 hours. Um, and I think the, the next one down, but if it's you're only training, say, I don't know, once every three or four days, then the normal protein is fine. Um, but for the again, I try and get every single little advantage that my athlete can get, obviously legally, um, out of the products and that's why we use hydrolyzed um this high Dalton hydrolyzed whey protein, which tastes horrendous um, I've covered the taste up with a bit of with flavoring, but it, as a raw material, it is horrendous it's it's terrible tasting so that the way they the athletes or um any sort of athlete would use that basically straight after training. they can chuck it and make a smoothie, chuck a banana in it. a lot of my athletes like to do and and mix it up and that box is ticked and off they go to the other sort of recovery you know you. you rest and those sorts of things
0: Home rolling swimming flexibility (laughs) exactly
1: exactly um some yeah and it's it's, uh, a lot of guys like i know it's only anecdotally but a lot of people say that they've used my product and then gone back to something else and then or changed and then decided that they've pretty sure that their recovery was better over a period of time with my product and that's why they've come back and that's I don't mind that they've gone somewhere else for a different product, um, but the fact that they come back and they use it and they're not changing when I hear that feedback, it's put made, makes my day. It's fantastic to hear.
0: And I guess that's a really great point that you just brought up. How often or how long should someone actually trial um, a product before they decide whether it's right or wrong for them? Because certainly, certainly, certainly tub isn't going to. to yeah, um, certainly
1: do it pre-season. So never, excuse me, and never ever. Um, I always tell people, never, ever bring anything new on race day or competition day, ever. Don't don't decide to take some supplement that day because you just don't know how your, your body's going to react to it. Um, try, always trial, trial, trial during training. Um, and pr- if it's a pre-season, I would suggest using at least, a say, a month's worth of product during a training block um, to see how it goes. Uh, I'd, I'd say about a month would probably um depending on how much training they are actually doing how often they're if they say if they're using the product five to six days a week a month would probably do it before they really see get a good gauge on how it's affecting them
0: awesome Sarah. writing some notes down there uh, oh, yeah it's all right. not show notes for today um and last but not least you have the the pre-training or your wording for it
1: yeah yeah so um i it's a lot of people call it um like a, a pre-workout which is it, it's what it is but I don't like the word pre-workout because it's so um synonymous with huge crazy stimulants and banned substances and you know essentially bodybuilding which is not really I mean not particularly what my product my product line is about and so I just call it a pre-training product but to make it easy we can just call it a pre-workout Um and that was mainly made so athletes can have it before training without stimulants because I don't like using stimulants before training or racing um, unless they need it, unless they're flat, then again, use the stimulant a caffeine or something as a tool in a toolbox, use it then. But using it just all the time, you don't notice it. It just becomes the norm. Um, so that is uh, basically a, a muscle buffering fatigue product, which mm-hmm. is. Quite good research, especially for beta-alanine and beta that sort of thing, um, and a lot of yeah, a lot of athletes really, really love it. They're pumped with it, um, especially because it doesn't have any crazy stimulants in it. Again, no banned substances and no no real fillers or anything like that. Yeah.
0: And with all your products, are the ingredients clearly displayed or is it available on your website? So if Yes, to oh, of course. More into, into knowing what product was right for you and, and obviously yes. just double-check um, what's inside. 100%. Um, um, not only from a drug perspective but also, I guess, from an allergy perspective as well. Um yes. on, on those that, you know, keto, paleo or dairy or,
1: yep.
0: um, yeah, all of that. So yeah. That,
1: on so that, that's all on there um, and I will say that, if you look at all the supplements in Australia, everyone puts it on that. Everyone will put it on, put you know, that little uh, may, may contain traces of this, 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 and this. Um, everyone chucks it on there because it's essentially just a safeguard for yeah. getting sued, I suppose. Even mm-hmm. I've seen it on products that would have nothing to do with any of those allergies, but it's there because I think people are worried about getting sued. So just as, you know, yeah, um, I, I put something like that, obviously, on my products as well um people uh reading nutritional panels and especially ingredients lists uh is a is a, a big one uh, for example with proteins uh, a lot what a lot of companies and look people can make up their mind if they think it's dodgy or not doing this um but what will happen is they go okay i want to make a protein product or protein company and they find uh a type of protein that will be that markets really well That might be a very good one that's expensive and they'll mark it all the way across on their product line and on their labels and everything saying this is what's in the product uh but if you look at it and it might say uh, something like whey protein blend in the ingredients list which means though might have milk protein or milk solids um whey protein isolate caseinate, then hydrolyzed at the end, and all they have to do if they're using that, is pepper that in at two or three percent, and then they can advertise like they want that it, that's what it is when really the consumer is not getting that you're getting milk solids
0: mm.
1: and that, they might that's how they stack the protein or fill the protein to make a large, much larger markup mm-hmm. um, and the, I can go through a million examples of how they do these types of things with all these with every different type of uh, product, whether it be hydration or pre-workout. Um, uh, just look at the ingredients list and be, but may try to, especially if it says whey protein blend, I don't like that. The fact that they say, oh, it's a multi-stage release type thing, uh, I don't buy into that at all. Um, uh, I, I, it makes no difference at all. Um, yeah, if you're concerned about a protein that you want to digest slowly, just go with a real food. <laughs>
0: yeah for sure spend your money
1: on real food and training not the supplement
0: <laughs> and so Gerald what is your website address
1: um it is swifthighperformance.com.au and you can find there's blogs and things I've written about about the supplement industry and how to sort of read a supplement label and, and those sorts of things which will help hopefully help some of your listeners um and they can always call me or email me anytime
0: yeah, and I'll have all of Jared's contact details in today's show notes. Uh, and you guys are also on Facebook and Instagram.
1: Yes, yep, certainly are.
0: Fantastic. So I'll also include that today. Just before we leave, I'd just love to hear um, if someone was racing um, this weekend. Um, what what was your recommendation as far as? Um, sorry, today's Thursday. So today they'd start taking what product and when? So over a race weekend.
1: Uh, okay. So, so if they're depending on the sport and the athlete, um, we, the supercharged product, which is the pre-training product does some of the ingredients in that do work better when you load on them. So if you've had them 13 to, I think it's between the research is between about 13 and 20 days. So every one serve every single day leading up to competition. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're still training during the week and recovering from training sessions, like say if they're a footy player or something like that, obviously getting, making sure their protein's high and getting that recovery protein, high leucine, especially recovery protein, like my recharge product in after training. Um, And sometimes even on days off that they're not, don't have training. So like, you know, as as an in-between meal product. Um, And then the hydration with the pre, some guys will like to use hydrocharge pre, um a few days before so one scoop one day before or two days before um and leading up to the race or, mm-hmm. or, or competition or, what, or whatever they're trying to trying to do
0: fantastic well thank you very much for that Jared. i just put you on the spot
1: no um, no, no no, always no always no at all
0: uh, i really appreciate the insight that you gave not only into the supplements um but you know the benefits um around why to use them how to use them so really yep your time today as i said all of Jared's contact details will be in today's show notes so thanks for joining us
1: no no worries thank you very much for having me i do have one last thing to say to everyone who's listening and please god don't buy weight loss supplements they are the biggest load of crap <laughs> out there and they'll pay like athletes are not so concerned but you'll have friends that just stay away they're not going to help And there's no, there's so, there's no evidence behind almost any like thermogenic protein, stay away from all those. You're just getting ripped off and putting crap in your body. So that's a big thing. Tell your friends, tell your family, don't buy that crap because I... I'm um, yeah. There, there's no research behind it. <laughs> Sorry, I'd have no, to that's,
0: say that. no. That's fine, Jared. We we do have a product called Motivate Training for me, which is for the general public. So oh, cool. That, that will also go on there. So that's fantastic feedback for that. Uh, and also, Motivate um, Training will be stocking uh, the two supplements. Um, so of course, you can also go to our website at motivatetraining.com.au and view them there. So again, Jared, thanks very much. Um, no. At all. So well, no doubt um, you'll have some new things testing in the background. So, um, always. Yeah. <laughs> when you get some new products, we'll love to have you on again.
1: Yep, sure thing. Actually, that being said, I probably won't have too many new products out because the industry doesn't change on what really works too much. And you'll find companies bring out new products all the time. It's all just marketing, they're just doing it to upsell people. So, that's probably, unless something, if something, if I bring something new out, it, it means there's new research that's so really good.
0: Yeah, so, Yeah, that being <laughs> said, that's, that's Yeah, that's what I mean. So, you know, as research um, increases and um, more knowledge around about um, the benefits of exactly comes in, and obviously there will be like new products that you can add in towards into those three core. Cool, uh, yes. that you do most have.
1: likely that that's what would happen. Yes.
0: Awesome. Thanks very much, and we'll chat to you soon.
1: Norris, thank you for having me bye
0: well thanks everyone for listening to this week's show i really hope you enjoyed that one as much as i did now remember all the show notes with the links and the specials mentioned in today's show are available over at motivatetraining.com.au if you haven't already i'd really appreciate if you could head to itunes or stitcher Type in motorsport coaching, subscribe, and leave us a review. Each week, I'll read them out, and you'll go into monthly draw to win a fantastic prize. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at motivatetraining.com.au or head over to our Facebook page at MotivateT. Until next time, take care.